that's why we strongly believe in the notion that if you truly want to transform, you have to rethink the way you work. You have to rethink also your processes, especially in an ERP transformation, because ERP is at the heart of what customers are doing. And if you're anyway touching that, you definitely should make sure that you really exploit the opportunities that the new capabilities of S4 that offer to you. Right? That requires rethinking your business processes. Welcome to the Future of ERP podcast. I'm Richard Howells, and I'm a Vice President for Thought Leadership for SAP's ERP Finance and Supply Chain Solutions. And I'm joined by my co-host, Oikil. Hello, everyone. My name is Oikil Gar. I'm a blogger, marketer, and podcaster in the area of ERP and supply chain at SAP. And today we are going to be discussing business process transformation and the significance of SAP Signari in this space. And I'm pleased that we are joined by SAP's Rowan Morato. Hi, Rowan. Could you please introduce yourself, your role at the company, and a little bit about why this topic is important to you? Sure. Hi, Oiku. Hi, Richard. I'm Rowan. I'm with the company since 18 years. I'm a finance guy from profession, had different roles at SAP. For SAP Germany, I was the chief data and analytics officer for the company, driving our internal transformation. And recently, prior to this role, I was our CEO's right hand, also driving the company strategy where SAP Signavio was kind of one of the outcomes of that. And since then, I'm leading the organization today together with Gero Decker, the former CEO of Signavio. We are co-leading SAP Signavio for SAP internally. We're hearing more and more about leveraging solutions to support business process transformation. And we recently had multiple Sapphire events and SAP Signavia was certainly a hot topic at that event. But for those that aren't familiar with the topic, could you explain a little bit what business process transformation is and why should we be interested in the topic in general and Signavio in particular? Yeah, sure. I mean, look, many customers out there, many companies out there are confronted with changing market demands, with supply chain issues, with the pandemic and all the changes that are out there, which cause many companies to rethink the way they are structured, the way they are operating, and they understand they need more agility and they need to react faster to changing market conditions. But then obviously, when they look internally, when they look where they are, many of them don't really know how their business process execution looks like, right? How the true business execution is. So to get to that agility, they need to take their current way of working, their current way, how they are organized and how they operate to a different level. And that is what business process transformation is all about, really enabling that, that agility and that being able to respond and react to new market demands and making your operating model ready for that to bring your operations, your business processes to a level that allows you then to respond. And that requires, first of all, to understand the business processes. So you need to be able to at any point really understand in a data-driven way, how am I doing? How is my business execution working? How good am I in my different processes? You need to understand where you want to go with it, right? So you need to be able to envision the future and have a way to express how you want to run your business in the future. And then you need to implement and execute upon it, right? So it has that full chain of analyzing, changing, implementing, and then obviously continuously running it. And for us, clearly, business process excellence and business process transformation should be a discipline with the customer and not as a project. It should become kind of a habit and kind of a discipline within each organization so that you have that agility and can react flexibly and are always at the forefront of changes in the market. Just to follow on from that, you talked about analyze, change and implement. And I think at that point, it's then and repeat because you want to continually evolve. So are you seeing that happening as well and using as a continuous improvement model? 
Yeah, interestingly, Richard, so what we see is that oftentimes a project like an S4 transformation is the initiator of such a thinking, right? People understand we are anyway touching now everything. So why don't we do it right? Why do we also don't go into the process world? But then they realize how much value is in there, right? And then they start to do this kind of on a continuous basis. And actually, our depiction of our strategy is an infinity loop because we indeed believe that once you're never done with transformation, right? right? Once you're done with the S4 implementation, you need to continuously question, understand, are our end users really living the way? Are we seeing the results? What else can we automate? What can we improve? And you're continuously then running through this cycle of analyzing, changing, implementing, rolling it out, and then starting from scratch again with analyzing. So it's in a continuous loop and for sure. Thank you. <laughs> My next question is going to be about what makes the market so dynamic? What are some of the market forces or tailwinds? Yeah, well, you know, as I already said, I mean, the companies out there, they see the huge competition they have, you know, in other competitors coming in, changing demands from customers that expect suddenly, you know, they expect more sustainability aspects and your business processes are not aligned to that. So the dynamics is coming kind of from the outside. And then obviously the other dynamic is coming from within the organization because they have maybe a 20-year-old ERP system, right, which was rolled out 20 years ago, heavily customized, right, to the needs of an organization from 15, 20 years ago. Now, markets are changing and now you need to react, but your system landscape and your business process execution kind of is closed in that old way of doing things, right? And it's hard to break up. And that's the dynamic that we observe in the market. And many leaders out there get it and understand it, but it's hard to change, right? It's really needs a strong leadership position there to really move into this difficult space um, and break this up. And that's the transformation that we are seeing. So our customers out there, and you said it right, Richard, Sapphire, SAP Signavi was a huge topic there. Our booth was crowded all over because people are looking for help, right? They understand that this is a complex journey that they are getting on and they are looking for help and on technology side because actually... They have all the data, they have it in their systems, but they are not putting it to work for their benefit in the transformation. That's where they understand that SAP Signavio can help a lot during that time of change and then establishing it as a discipline in their organization. You made a really important point there. In most cases, if not all cases, the data is there. And it's how to harness that data, how to leverage that data and how to take advantage of that data or optimize that data to improve your processes. And as we're in the future of ERP podcast, let's focus a little bit about business process transformation from an ERP perspective. Can you explain how business process management and mining or transformation can create value in conjunction with ERP systems and where you see this impacting future systems? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, when we talk to customers, there are obviously different ways to do an S4 transformation, right? There is the typical, what we call lift and shift, right? So you pull the plug from one and you just put it in the other without changing a lot. Obviously that technology wise might work, but we then oftentimes get the question from the customer. So where's the value? Yeah. Well, if you do the same thing in a new system, it might be a little bit faster. It might be a little bit nicer from the UI, but nothing really changes. You're not capturing the value because you're not leveraging the new technology to the full extent. And that's why we strongly believe in the notion that if you truly want to transform, you have to rethink the way you work. You have to rethink also your processes, especially in an ERP transformation, because ERP is at the heart of what customers are doing. And if you're anyway touching that, you definitely should make sure that you really exploit the opportunities that the new 
capabilities of S4 that offer to you, right? And that requires rethinking your business processes. So in the context of an ERP transformation, we normally are present at an early stage when the customer is thinking about the business case, right? When they think about the value, what do we want to change? What can we do better? What is the improvement potential that we have if we leverage automation capabilities that S4 has? How many savings can we generate? How more business can we do with new technology, right? So that's in the early phase. And we provide what we call process insights for that, which allows you to connect within minutes to your old ERP system and gives you all the beauty kind of, of KPIs, process flows, but also benchmarks with other peers on how you perform against others, but then also recommendations tailored to your situation. If we identify that you have a low automation rate for your procurement process, we can tell you what capabilities of S4 might help you for your process problem. We map this and recommend improvements. So that's kind of in the early phase. But then obviously it's about then defining and designing the future. How do we want to work in the future? What changes do you want to have? Um, and for that, you need a modeling environment where you can model the business processes. So we, what we do is we reverse engineer out of the data, the business process model, because as you said, the data is there, right? If I look into an order system, an order was created, an order was changed, an order was shipped, an order was built. That data is in the system. And what is that? What well, is the process steps, right? So you can reverse engineer the entire process execution model of a customer in our tooling. And from there, kind of define what do you want to change? You put next to that the best practices that SAP has, and then you can benchmark and say, hey, we want to change this. We are not close to standard there. And the performance of the process isn't good compared to others. So we need to improve. So you build that starting point of the to-be model there. And then it's obviously about the implementation. You need to bring things over into the application, right? So there comes then the application lifecycle management, the business configuration. And we have built deep integrations into that because that today for many customers is a big pain point to move from the business process side into the IT implementation side. Oftentimes, the business processes are being modeled in PowerPoint. Then a PDF is being sent over to IT and IT is being told to implement, right? And that is hardly happening, at least not in a very efficient way. And with deep integration from the process side into the ALM side, we are overcoming this and help for a smooth implementation. And then, like you said before, then it's all about the rollout and then the monitoring to make this a continued discipline. So throughout, if you will, we help throughout the entire transformation journey of a customer from the early phase of analyzing to the very end of the go live and then a continuous monitoring and continuous improvement. It's interesting you've talked about moving to a new ERP system and a lift and shift and you don't get the benefits. And it made me think of the last time I moved house when we moved boxes from one attic in the old house to the new attic in the new house. And we didn't take the opportunity to say, do we need this stuff? Or what changed since we last moved? And one of the things that I think has changed since a lot of companies have brought business systems to the next generation is the need to embed sustainability into the business processes. So how are you seeing things like sustainability or can we use sustainability as an example about business process transformation? Yeah, it's a great question because sustainability for us is another perspective on a process, right? Normally, you look at processes from an internal perspective, right? Your procurement process, you look from an internal perspective. Now, you can also look at processes from a customer perspective. So, for example, a customer journey, right? So how does a customer perceive your processes and what processes do you need to change if you want to impact your customer journey? It's a very different viewpoint than if I look at my procurement process from internal perspective, right? And sustainability is yet another perspective, right? Because it spans across 
for example, your supply chain and other components, but obviously also in your interaction with your customers, right? So for us, this is an important aspect also going forward where customers are more and more demanding transparency on their processes, but also then performance of these processes. Also then how is the impact on my customers of these processes, right? So all of that combined is a relevant use case for sustainability. As we all know, sustainability by now is a market requirement from the end customers. So every customer out there, every company out there who has end customers is dealing with this topic and is trying to get their arms around the business processes from a sustainability perspective. So it's a very, very important aspect. We've been focusing on ERP in this discussion, but business process transformation isn't just for ERP, it's for business systems in general. And a lot of the processes that we talk about as a service, for example, goes across many different areas of a product. So which other areas are you seeing going through this transformation and could leverage tools like Signavio? You're absolutely right. I mean, the ERP transformation, or I would even call it the application-based transformation, is only one use case for process transformation. It's obviously, when we talk about transformation, you always have the layers of system, data, people, and process, mm -hmm. right? And in the context of a system transformation, you always have then the context of a process. And that's why, obviously, it plays a major role for ERP transformations. You should look into the process. But you're completely right. On the one side, ERP transformations always also touch other systems. So you get into marketing systems, you get into sales systems, you get into HR systems, which are connected to your ERP system. And um, so at SAP Signalview, we can cover all of that, right? So we are, if you will, agnostic to the underlying system because, you know, we love SAP, we are part of SAP, but we also understand that customers still run non-SAP systems. But as a process company, we have to deal with all of that because processes run end-to-end -end and processes don't care about the underlying application. So in the market, we are obviously present in all of the ERP transformations because that's a very, a very strong sweet spot of ours. But we are just also very successful with non-ERP transformation. If a customer implements a new HR system like SuccessFactors or a procurement system like Ariba, they also need to think exactly the same questions like they do with an ERP. And then there's the third component, which is outside of an application-driven kind of way of driving process transformation. It's about, for example, your execution of your procurement process, right? So where it might not, the gain might not be in the implementation of a new system, but it might just be by, by automating certain components with a workflow or with a bot or something like that. So not a big application transformation, but rather operational excellence improvements, if you will, on that aspect. So I would call these three spaces, so the operational excellence piece, the ERP space as the main kind of thing, and then the non-ERP application-driven transformation. These are the segments that we see in the market, and all of them are actually significantly growing because the topic of process has gained a lot of interest in the last few years. And where are most companies starting? Is it very based on company? Yeah, it varies very much. So it depends a lot on the maturity of the process topic of a company. We have companies that start from scratch. And we have one company, which I know personally because I was the sponsor there out of APJ. They have their S4 transformation and the transformation lead came to me and said, look, I have nothing. I have no process people, no process documentation, no process culture. So they started from scratch. They used actually our analysis and our data to create awareness and create kind of demand internally okay. that this topic is important, right? So, so they were kind of starting from there. We have very experienced customers, an automotive supplier in Germany, 
very far along in the process thinking in the journey with very strong process-minded people where they are now using our tooling to, to have one holistic suite across their entire process thinking, right? From the analysis to the implementation because they understand that the integration is much stronger than if you have individual components, one for process analysis, one for process management, one for the implementation. So it very much depends on, on, on their maturity, their starting point. We see all flavors of that in the market, if you will. And who within an organization can benefit from this type of system and why? What are their pain points? Maybe you can elaborate on this a little bit. So the classical buying center of our solution is the chief transformation officer and uh, the process community at a customer. So you, you might have a, a COO responsible for process excellence within your company. That person is oftentimes buying SAP Signavio or in the context of an export transformation, it might be the chief transformation officer. Obviously, also the CIO has an interest in making sure that processes get implemented at the end of the day, the users of our software are actually the end users who are running the processes, but also the process community at a customer. So the global process owners for the different processes. But as one example, SAP itself was a longstanding Signavio customers before the acquisition. And at times during our transformation, specifically in the S4 Go Live, we had more than 20,000 end users in Signavio, right? So around about a third or a fourth of our entire employees were using Signavio day in and day out, right? Because it's a collaboration tool that allows you to talk about process, to think process, to comment process. And specifically during such a phase, this is extremely important. So the benefits, I would say, is for the process community, for end users who are running the processes, and obviously also for the IT department, because the better the process is managed and the clearer and more transparent the process is, the better and the smoother is the IT implementation than at the end of the day. Is there a specific size company that, that benefits from these type of tools or is it really any company in the world can take advantage of or should be taking advantage of this type of business tool? Yeah, I, any company of size in the sense of that has a, a IT you know, landscape and function. So it's not the corner shop or the bakery over there, but uh, it's also mid-sized companies. I mean, actually, when we acquired Signavio, the majority of their 2,500 customers were mid-sized customers because mid-sized customers also have to manage their processes and have proximity to that. But of course, the larger and the more complex a NS4 transformation, in the context of ERP transformations, it's more related to the larger customers, I would say, because they benefit most from that. But actually, we see also a lot of demand from mid-sized and mid-market customers on this. I'm assuming that's companies that are looking to grow and evolve and become exactly. a large company. So, so actually, you know, those industries and also those companies that are most affected by change and that have seen the most impact from supply chain breaking down, pandemic issues and all that, these companies, because they got the wake up call, yep. right? And they then realized where they are kind of on the agility side. And they then came to us and asked for help with SAP Signavios. And it's not a matter of size. I would say it's more a matter of how alerted are you as an industry and as a company on the requirement for change and the requirement for more agility in your operations? So what's next for this area and the market in general and Signavio in particular? Let me share that kind of in two ways, right? So first of all, on the SAP Signavio side, we are taking what we call our end-to-end -end transformation suite to the next level. That means the integration 
to the IT components like the enterprise architecture side, like the application lifecycle side, like into the testing, into the business configuration. That integration we're going to take to the next level to make that transformation experience for our customer even more seamless than it is today. If you think that through, and that kind of brings me a little bit to the second part of my answer, for us in the future, process will become the central change entity of transformations. And what I mean with that is, imagine a world where you change your process model. For example, you automate a certain step where normally the end user would have used a drill down, selected something, went to the next page, select something there, hit enter and save. And you take that out because you automate this with a bot. You do this in the process model. And automatically, everything happens on the application lifecycle side, but also on the configuration. So the application takes away that drop-down field and the save button and that screen because it's no longer needed because it's integrated to the process model. The process model tells the application what is required. That's our ambition and our clear vision of the future. And if you think that through, for us, SAP Signavio is the central process layer of the application landscape of SAP. And if you think about things like composable ERP, where customers are no longer buying ERP and Ariba, field glass and other components, but they buy direct procurement and they configure online what exactly they mean with that. And then we in the back provide them with the capabilities they need, irrespective of the underlying application, right? But that requires that end-to-end -end process model underlying the current application landscape and also the integration into this landscape, as I just alluded to. So that is our vision where we are heading if, if you talk about the combination into our application landscape. Um, for Signavio itself, one important topic, of course, is artificial intelligence. I mean, look at processes, look at the data. I mean, all these engines are great, but the differentiation is the data underneath. And the more contextual data you have, the better for training the models. And now we are running so many ERP systems in the world. We have so much data and we have it contextualized in the business process context. So for us at SAP Signavio, this is like heaven, right? We can play around with all the data. We can analyze up and down. And by that, we can help our customers with automated recommendations, with increasing insights by scanning it via AI and understanding the dependencies. And with that, help our customers to make better decisions on their processes. So that is kind of on the Signavio side, the next level that we are taking. We're launching the first AI components with what we call the recommendations it's still in 2023 and then more to come in 2024. But the bigger impact then on the SAP side, I would say, is then that vision of integrating the process and the application landscape down the road. You mentioned the hottest buzzword on the planet at the moment around AI and chat GPT. And you watch the nightly news in the US, at least at the moment, and every night there's a section on the fears around automation and completely automating things and surpassing humans. So with that in mind, I'm assuming that you're looking at automating some of these processes of making decisions automatically that don't need human intervention, but how do you ensure that there are controls there to ensure that when human intervention is needed, it is incorporated? 
I think it's a matter of transparency on the one side, right? So what are you automating? And then still, in my eyes, you will still have human supervision at the beginning and providing transparency kind of in a control tower kind of thinking where you see then what's really going on also in those automated processes where then if things go wrong, if something has been trained the wrong way or used bad data for it, you would still then see that in the supervised area. I'm not yet fully convinced that you will finally end up in the fully autonomous and automated enterprise where everything runs by itself and nobody is involved at all anymore. But I think that AI can help us significantly on the non-efficient work and automating many manual things that are being done today, where today normally an analyst would have to scan all the process data and would have to find the nuggets of what can I do better, right? Where AI is much better because they just scan the pattern and can identify that much quicker, much faster. Why would you do that manually? That doesn't make sense, right? Whereas the process execution at the end of the day still might need some human supervision. But also here, actually, what we're doing is we are providing recommendations, right? Which still a human can then decide right. upon and say, I go left, I go right, I take this, I don't take that, right? So I think that's the immediate next step that we are seeing. And down the road, you're right. I mean, there are a lot of ethical questions that still need to be answered. And also these kind of questions on what do you do, how to intervene on that. But I don't see that kind of as the intermediate step. I first see that increment of automating the tasks where the AI is just better than humans on that. Rowan, we are coming towards the end of the podcast. Is there anything that we have not asked? Anything that you want to add? Actually, you have covered it quite well, I would say. So maybe kind of just as a closing. So SAP Signavio, and I need to mention that, is, is an agnostic tooling. I mean, Richard, you went into that a little, right? But I want to emphasize this again, right? That SAP Signavio is a very strong player in the market, a leader in the magic quadrant of process mining of Gardner and the like. So, and we do this for any application out there. But of course, we play out the strength that we are part of SAP. We leverage the data that SAP has. We leverage the integration possibilities that we have. We leverage the knowledge of the underlying applications that we have so that for SAP landscapes, we are doing magic like nobody else can in the market. But of course, we can also then use our tooling for other systems, non-SAP, even homemade systems so that we can capture all end-to-end -end processes. I think that's a point which I just want to emphasize in this podcast as well. But other than that, you did a great job in really capturing that entire process transformation play also in the ERP context. And I hope that the listeners found it interesting to also deep dive into that. Well, I can guarantee that one listener found it interesting because I certainly did. We have one final question that we ask all of our victims or our guests. And you've touched on where you think we're seeing process transformation going and how it will impact ERP systems in the future. But in summary, in a sentence or two, what do you see as the future of ERP? Well, for me, ERP is the backbone of a company's operations. And I see the future as a highly automated and efficient machinery, which is using AI and AI capabilities to drive things uh, further. And, and I also see it into the composable direction, right? Of being able to break things down further and accommodate customer requirements on that. I think we have seen different waves of that from the business suite to more more composed entities of more best of breed. 
I think we're going to see kind of a trend back to that, but then into a composable way and obviously a process centric way, right? So that, that for sure, I have to say that because I'm working for SAP Signalbion process is our DNA, right? So no, but that's the direction that I see. Okay. Thank you. Ruben, thanks for a great conversation. It was a pleasure to speak to you. Thanks again for having me. It was a great pleasure for me as well. Thank you very much. And thanks everyone for listening. Please mark us as a favorite and you can get regular updates and information about future episodes. But until next time, from Reuven, Oiku and I, thank you for discussing the future of ERP.